Hey everybody, welcome back. It is Disney in Under 10 where we debate Disney topics in less than 10 minutes. I am Lynn and I'm being joined by my forever co-host, Sam. Hey everyone. So we picked a topic for this week. Um, If you have the experience of getting to go to Disney World all the time, it's really hard to make choices and prioritize your restaurants, where you want to stay, what rides you want to go on. Here are our top choices for one and done. Yeah, one and done doesn't necessarily mean you have to stick to this, but sometimes you just have to experience some things and then be like, yeah, that wasn't for me. Or there are other options out there. But sometimes uh, in life, it can be hard to accept that without trying it. So here's a couple from our perspective. I'll kick it off with Ride, and this is our no-brainer. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of agreements from those listening. My Ride is going to be uh, Mission Space and... I can think of no worse ride on the Disney the Disney property, and it's it's so great. It has so much history there. Technologically, it was a huge thing, and it still is. And some people like it, but Mission Space is a claustrophobic nightmare for most people, myself included. And I just can't think of a redeeming quality outside of just the history of it. And if you've never been on it, it is a flight simulator. There are two versions of it. There's a green, which is less intense; orange, more intense. I've done it once on the orange side, and it just is not that fun, and you feel trapped. You know, when you talk about the word claustrophobic, it literally is that. And so it's not that fun. You start feeling a little bit woozy, a little bit uh, nauseous. I have a friend who had pretty much ruined their entire Epcot day. Him and his girlfriend had about three, four more hours, and they actually went home after this. So. If this is not your cup of tea and you're just sitting there wondering, should I give it a try? I would say no, um, but Correct. sometimes you have to just do it and give it out of the way and then move on with your life. This is one of the top rides that when I go with someone, including my husband, the first time I took him as an adult, I generally try to talk people out of going on this ride entirely. It is very appealing because of its low wait time. It's pretty visible in terms of where it is on the park, walking between you know, what was formerly the future world into the world showcase this is a none and done if i were to pick but for some reason people are really drawn to it and want to give it a shot and i would swear to you you will change your mind once you've had that smushy experience so my one and done ride is a newer ride might be a hot take and that is smugglers run I will share i do think it is a very different experience depending on where you are if you are seated in the front uh the middle or the back row you are either a gunner or a engineer or blah 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 and it is more pleasant in the front uh it has a single rider line which means that if you ride it as a single rider you're probably going to be in the back in the least appealing role with people controlling your flight experience whom you do not know and they will very easily ruin that time for you this is just not enough of a Star Wars experience for me. Number one, I'd much rather go on Star Tours and see a whole bunch of different characters that are more relevant than... I I did not get the feeling I was on the Millennium Falcon, so it caused no Star Wars nostalgia for me. Just not a good enough ride. Sometimes it posts a pretty hefty wait time if you won't use a single rider. So I'm glad I did it so that I know what it is, but I will likely never wait in that line again or think that I'm getting away with a sweet opportunity by hopping in single rider. 
Yeah, I've done this once, single rider, enjoyed it, and it was just not quite the same experience without you know everyone you know on it. So if you're willing to wait with a family of five or six and brave an hour and a half to get everyone on there, I'm sure it's a little bit better, but give it a try. Um, lots of other rides out there um, to, to, to choose over that once you've done your one and done. All right, restaurant. Hit us with your restaurant. We'll I'm kind of so snake sorry, it back. sorry, Sam. Sam's going to be upset, but my one and done restaurant is the Sci-Fi Drive-In Diner. He's been so excited to go here. It has really great theming, right? It's totally immersive. You can sit in a, in a car. You're going to see the old black and white movies as if you're in a drive-in. There was a Tom and Jerry cartoon that kept my four-year-old entertained for maybe eight minutes during the meal. So it certainly wasn't that kind of entertainment where I think it's exciting. Your kids are going to be busy while you eat because they're totally entrenched with what you're watching. There was absolutely nothing on this menu that would make me want to go back. So once I had that experience of being totally immersed Watching everybody order their burgers, I had a very uninspiring set of buffalo, boneless buffalo wings. I don't even know why I ordered it. Buffalo fingers. It was a mistake. Maybe it's poor ordering, but I really never feel the need to go back. There are so many good places to eat in Hollywood studios and less expensive, less difficult to get into. It's just a pass for me. But how many of those other restaurants can you eat in a car? I'll wait. So... But I'm also just now I'm realizing that might be my last time ever going. If you're one and done and I'm attached at the hip with you from here on out, I'll just have to plan a single trip myself and go just sit in my lonely little car and eat in my sci-fi drive. I do love it from the immersive. I love the atmosphere of it. The food was decent at best. So I agree on that, but I will sway that back. You will be back to the sci-fi drive. in my restaurant is in Magic Kingdom. It's a character breakfast. And that is Crystal Palace. We did that a few years ago with our two-year-old at the time. And Crystal Palace is just black. It's just white, Victorian-looking. And, and the food was fine. But as a character breakfast, I prefer the setting to be a little bit more compartmentalized where you're not just some big, wide-open area. And it just feels like a, a cafeteria that you're thrown into the middle of while uh, the characters go around. So again, nothing wrong with it, but it just feels like a rush them in, rush them out. And for the price, I would choose a lot more options for a uh, character meal. We've had some really good buffet character meals mm -hmm. too. I know sometimes people are like, Topolino's is the only option and buffets are gross. We had some really good service experiences at Cape May Cafe. We're a big fan of Tusker House. Tusker House we is the best. try to do a character breakfast just... So we don't have to wait in any of the Mickey mini lines. I agree. There was something about Crystal Palace. I like the Winnie the Pooh characters, but there were none of the big heavy hitters. I don't know. It wasn't for me either. I don't ever feel the need to go back to eat their cold eggs. Mm -hmm. All okay. right. Resorts. Uh... Yeah, this one was harder. Obviously, every resort has different appeal and there's different things um, you might might disagree with us. I'm going to go with my one and done. I'm going to be more specific with this. I never need to stay at the DVC rooms at Boardwalk again. We had a very good time at Boardwalk. It is on the, if you're not a DVC member, like we are not, and you are renting vacation club points, I highly encourage using David Bates, David's vacation club. 
you have to commit 11 months in advance, but you end up, yeah, Boardwalk is on the less expensive side. So we stayed in a really nice, centrally located studio. In terms of what that resort really has to offer in comparison to some of the others, I'm just asking you to pick a different one. If you like that location, that Epcot back entrance walk location, Beach and Yacht Club are just so much more preferred. The pool at the boardwalk was recently redone, but that whole carousel clown theming was terrifying. There are no features to this pool, no zero entry, no splash zone, no no nothing really. So in, in terms of what if you really are interested in that old world kind of resort feel, I would tell you to go to Old Key West, spend a little less money, and get a lot more bang for your buck in terms of space and access to really good food. The, I know there's really good restaurants on the boardwalk. We've been to Flying Fish. We love it. We're really looking forward to a breakfast at Tortorial Forno the next time we go. However, there's just not... I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put Boardwalk on the top of my list in terms of excited for eats either. Yeah, and uh, just waking up and wanting to go get a coffee is like your only option. Is the little bar area, and it's the underwhelming cup of coffee, and then that may not be important to anybody else out there. But when you're deciding where you want to stay, this just kind of does not tick a lot of boxes. So the price difference would have to be pretty large. Because there are other options that are comparable, generally when we're looking. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is if you're looking at that point rental. If you find the boardwalk and you can get in, you just want that extra space and you can get in a standard view room, you do get all the perks of being in an Epcot resort. But I would I would encourage you to spend a little extra money and go to go to a Animal Kingdom Lodge even. Yep. And with 30 seconds left, my resort is really just the value resorts and not hammering them for any reason we've done it we've done the all-star movies is that where we stayed and you know for the price difference maybe that's really important um in terms of other um things that you that you look for for us if we're planning to go we're looking at the moderates and if we're not able to spend that we don't want to go um you know things or like the just, bus you maybe elect to stay off property at that point yeah. um i would also say there's the pop century mm-hmm. and the art of animation the little mermaid rooms they're not particularly spacious but those are still considered value resorts they're oftentimes a comparable price point to all stars and you get the skyliner Yep. Yeah. When you have the Skyliner, the bump in price is definitely something that you know, makes it worthwhile. But the the music, movies, sports. Again, if it's more just a place for you to crash and you don't mind buses everywhere, then save the money and more power to you. But if those things are more important, you know, again, there's tons of options out there. If you're planning in advance, um, hit up David's Vacation. They are the best. Yes, I, w- I would agree that sometimes you can find a room at David Vacation, David's Vacation Club Rentals 11 months in advance that's actually the same price as staying at some of those value resorts because those motels have gotten really expensive. I want to thank everyone for the last 10 minutes. We're obviously not professional podcasters and we've had our beautiful little foster puppy playing with a squeaky toy behind us. So we'll just use his disruption over here as a reminder to um, you know, go go donate to your local animal shelter or save a rescue pet. Fostering saves lives. 
uh, and they interrupt your podcasts in the cutest way. They do. That's going to do it for us here at Disney and Under 10. Hit us up. If you have an email, you have something you want us to discuss, disneyandunder10 at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram. We are at the Grand Fun Meister for Lynn. I'm Sam. We'll see you next time.